Hello, and welcome back to Pause and Listen. I am Mariette, your host and owner of Furry Tail Shack Dog Walking and Pet Sitting Services in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm also a licensed groomer and soon-to-be certified pet psychologist. This week, we are dedicating a couple of our podcasts to dogs with special needs. What life is like having a special needs pup and some of the things to consider, but also to encourage you. If you've thought about adopting one, we want to share with you some of the joys and the victories of owning a special needs dog. If you have a special needs dog, we would love to hear from you. Please send us some of your pictures and tell us about your everyday life and experiences with them. You can reach out to me via email at furrytailshack at gmail.com or please visit our new blog at www.pauseandlisten.com and send us your photos, stories, or leave some comments for us. If you have questions or a subject you want us to talk about, please let us know. We would love to hear from you. I am very excited to introduce to you today, Jill, the owner and operator of Lumu Virtual Pet Business Assistant in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Jill's background and services are all in the animal care industry, and she offers pet-related businesses like mine, Lucky Me, help with administrative work, but only virtually. Jill doesn't need to live near you to help you and your business succeed and thrive. I am also very happy and excited to announce that Jill will be joining me for some of my future podcasts. Hello, Jill. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Marriott, and thank you for having me. Of course. Jill, please tell us a little bit about yourself and your business experiences. Uh, so... Uh, from a young age, I had a deep love for animals. Uh, they've always been drawn to me and, of course, me to them. Um, I started out working as a front desk admin for a veterinary hospital, then a boarding and daycare facility, on to a, another veterinary hospital for nearly 10 years as a veterinary assistant and receptionist. In 2015, I started, owned, and operated a successful dog walking and pet sitting business in the Minneapolis suburbs, eventually closing my doors in the winter of 2018. I took some time off and contemplated starting Lumo for a long time until eventually I did early March of this year, 2020. Then COVID hit about a week later, putting my new business on the back burner while the world takes things day by day. Recently, I started working with Mariette virtually and helping her with some of her administrative work and also with new projects she's passionate about and that I'm excited to work on with her. Lots of new and exciting things are coming, so stay, so stay tuned. Thanks so much for sharing about yourself and your business adventures, Jill. And I agree. I am so excited about the future and all the new projects we are working on. So mm -hmm. now let's get into our dogs with special needs segment. One of Jill's dogs, Morgan, is a special needs pup. Jill, please tell us about Morgan. Why is she a special needs pup and how did Morgan come into your life? Um, Morgan is my tripod. She's a hound mixed breed. And I adopted Morgan from the Animal Humane Society, surprise, surprise, <laughs> that I worked at. I adopted her around 11 months of age because she was there for a long time and received little to no interest in getting adopted. 
Her paperwork from the Animal Humane Society said, leg amputated for reasons unknown. So we really don't know why her leg was amputated, but we love her no matter what. In fact, she can run, jump, and play just like other dogs and has given us a run for our money, as hound breeds often do. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think about it very much, and she is a special needs pup uh, because she has lived a very normal life, considering she had her left rear leg amputated around the age of six months prior to me adopting her. Although she is getting older and will be 10 in this October, and she has slowed down some. And she has had some hip and knee pain in her only back leg. And we often have to make her slow down or go inside to rest because she just doesn't know when to slow down. Wow. So she'll be 10 years old in October. Now, when you say she has some pain in her hip and knee, do you have her on pain medication or medication for, for arthritis? So we've just been medicating her as needed. Uh, she seems to kind of strain her hip and maybe her knee a little bit when she overdoes it if she runs too hard or plays too hard um, and then normally we're given some sort of a pain medication and then of course asked to uh, keep her quiet for a couple of weeks until we can get that under control so right now it's just kind of an as-needed uh, situation uh, however we are contemplating starting her on maybe some glucosamine and chondroitin that's recommended for older breeds. Yes, that's definitely a very good idea. Now, um, I have pet insurance for Sam and Annika, but I'm sure with a pre-existing condition like Morgan's or even a deaf or blind dog, pet insurance will not be an option. So how do you prepare for Morgan's old age and some of the things that she might need? Say, for instance, surgeries, perhaps a wheelchair or just, you know, more medication. So for now, we're just kind of monitoring. Um, again, we have to monitor how much time she's spending outside. If she's running too hard after squirrels or bunnies or with her sister. Um, so we're just kind of keeping an eye on that right now. We have, uh, we do have money put aside in case there's an emergency if she needed to have another surgery or uh, even a wheelchair. So those are definitely things that we're um, keeping on hand and kind of ready just whenever she needs it. Um, but for now, she's doing quite well. That's awesome. And what a great idea to just take a little bit of money every month and put it in a special Morgan account and save it up. Mm -hmm. And that way, if something unforeseen happen, you will have the money and you don't have to, you know, uh, fret about it or dip into savings or perhaps money that you just don't have at the time which can be very stressful, right. especially in this time of COVID where um, it's been difficult for so many people. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so you mentioned a sister for Morgan. Um, yeah. How does Morgan fit into that dynamic in your home with her sister? Um, does her sister realize she has a handicap? Does she play different with Morgan than what she would with other normal dogs? Um, I think with, you know, any dog, I think, or animal uh, in general for that, uh, every animal kind of knows at least a little bit of what's going on. They're pretty intuitive. 
Um, however, I don't think Lucy, my other dog, really pays any attention to that at all. Sometimes she wants to roughhouse maybe a little bit too much. However, when we adopted Lucy, uh, we purposely were looking for a dog that was about half her size. Um, and she is. She's 20 pounds and Morgan is 40 pounds. Um, kind of with the thought that maybe that would be best for Morgan in case they did want a rough house so um, she wouldn't accidentally hurt or injure her other, her only back leg uh, on accident if they're playing. I didn't want a dog that was too big to be playing with her um, because, again, Morgan doesn't always know when to stop. <laughs> right. And how smart of you to take all of that into consideration, even just, you know, for picking a sibling for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely something we we knew we needed to do to help prevent uh, injury uh, or even a wheelchair. Right, right. No, that's great. And so what are some of the other precautions you are taking to help Morgan to prevent some of the struggles she might have with only three legs, both now and when she's older? Uh, I guess the main one, uh, number one, is with any dog, you should always maintain a healthy weight. Uh, we've always kept Morgan very lean and slender as to not have additional fat or weight on that one and only uh, back leg, hip, knee, and those types of things um, in the hopes that she won't injure herself. Uh, and it's been pretty successful so far. Oh, that's great. Now, Jill, in a previous episode, I talked about therapy dogs, um, training your dog to become a therapy dog. Do you mm -hmm. think dogs like Morgan and other special needs uh, dogs, for instance, blind and deaf dogs, do they make good therapy dogs or service dogs? I think so. I think that um, just about any dog um, probably needs the love and extra attention, uh, just like any other dog, uh, especially Morgan. She loves people. She loves to cuddle and she's very sweet uh, and she probably would make a really good uh, service dog these days now that she's a little bit older and, and less um, rambunctious. <laughs> right. Well, and, you know, I think sometimes for um, getting to go and visit children in hospitals mm -hmm. or even at school, um, I think it brings something very unique for them to see a dog that is different and different yeah. in a good way, you know, because there's so much bullying that goes on these days with kids or kids in hospitals that feel envious of healthy kids. But yeah. when a dog like Morgan comes to visit or a dog that's deaf or blind and they see that they are doing all the things that other normal dogs do, perhaps that will help them emotionally even more so than if a dog like Sam or Annika would go and visit. What, what do you think? Yes, I absolutely agree with every human. I think that would be important for them to see, but probably more importantly with children, you know, children take things pretty hard, maybe because they don't always understand. They understand maybe that they're different because of some sort of um, maybe physical abnormality they have. And then maybe if they were to see a dog like Morgan and realize um, they're not so alone. Absolutely. I totally agree. 
What would you tell people or recommend to people that might be considering adopting a special needs dog? Uh, you know, first, I guess I would like to say, um, give them a chance. Give a black dog a chance and um, give a special needs dog or cat a, a chance. You'd be probably pretty surprised as to how much of a bond you can make between you and your pet that is um, special needs. Um, and you also want to make sure that the dog fits in your lifestyle and your budget. Um, are you able to afford sometimes multiple surgeries or emergency appointments, medications? This isn't necessarily a thing for every special needs dog, but it can be. So be sure that you can afford it. If you like to hike, maybe a dog in a wheelchair isn't the best option for you. Right. Do you vacation? Yeah. Do you vacation? What will happen to your special needs dog when you go on vacation? Do you know someone that you can trust and that can handle the medical needs your dog requires? Right. All very good points and definitely everything that you should consider if you're thinking about adopting a special needs dog. Thank you so much, Joel, for joining me today and talking to us, not just about yourself, um, but also about Morgan. And she sounds amazing and very special. Yes, thank you. She is. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. And there will be many more. And I just want to close this podcast and this podcast by emphasizing what Joel said about adopting a special need pup. It can and is very rewarding. But before you do, please consider all aspects of adopting one. Are you able to care for him or her both physically and financially? Having a dog or adopting a dog is a commitment for the lifetime of that pup in the good times and the bad times, when they are puppies and when they're old dogs. Every stage of a dog's life, whether it's a special needs dog or not, has its challenges and its joys. But for better or worse, getting a puppy or adopting a special needs dog, you have to commit to it for the lifetime of that pup. The saddest thing for me, having seen this and experienced it firsthand, and I know so has Jill, is the pain and sadness in the eyes of dogs who lived with their family for years or for most of their life, and then they are turned into a shelter or relinquished to a rescue. They don't know why. They don't understand why their family doesn't love or want them anymore, is not coming back for them. So they wait in that tiny kennel at the shelter day after day for you to come back and they get and get them. And every time someone walks in and past their kennel, they hope it's you. And when it's not, they are so sad and they become depressed. Some of them literally hide in the corner of the kennel afraid. Some of them shake constantly because they are so scared. Some of them won't eat or interact with the volunteers. They long and grieve for their family. And then when they finally realize you're not coming back for them, they hope for every new person who walks past their kennel to adopt them and take them home just so that they can be out of there and have a home and a family again. So I beg you today, if you're thinking of getting a puppy or adopting a dog or a special needs dog, 
make sure you are ready for the commitment for the life of that pup. And I want you to promise your new pup that you will love and take care of him or her for all of his or her life. I can't ever imagine my life without dog or dogs because, well, life is just better with a dog. Thank you so much for joining us today. And as always, take care and remember, make every day with your pup an amazing, fun, and memorable day.